This is episode 46 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Once you get that consistency, is now you're adding the winners. And Steven Johnson. How did you manage to size up from the small trades to the bigger trades? And, and how did you handle that was something that struck me. Today, we give you part two of the Tim Gratani interview. But first, let's dip once again into the listener mailbag. Today's question from Lily how can I start trading with only $100 in my account? We have Lily from Down Under. How you doing, Lily? Round of the shrimp on the bobby. That's such bad. It's top of the morning. No, that's Irish. What the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> if Lily from Down Under, which is if you do a handstand, it's where you'd be. Uh, if you were to start an account with only $100, how would you set up your scanner? 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 How do you set up your scanner? And what graph trends would you look for? Uh, what would you say, Tim? Ooh, tough question. This is a tough question, Lily. I, I appreciate the question, but um, wow. Uh, you could screen for really high-volume sub-penny stocks, but I don't think that that is a sustainable strategy. What I would say is if you're starting an account with $100, you should be paper trading and you should be saving your money. Um, You're really going to put yourself in a tough spot with a $100 account. Now, $1,000, couple thousand dollar account, different. But if you're at 100 right now, I say you, you know, work hard at your job, you know, sell some stuff, you know, if you, if you got a, a, a motorcycle you don't drive or a boomerang you don't use, maybe sell those and build up your trading account because it's going to be tough with 100 bucks. just being honest. I, I think the real question and the more, more important question for Lily is, is not how do I start the account with $100, but more if I go long and the stock goes up, do I win or lose because I'm upside down? Ha, I get it. <laughs> Hey there, Steady Trade listeners. Want to know how guys like Tim Gratani and Tim Bowen followed in the footsteps of Tim Sykes, earning financial security and beyond by day trading penny stocks? Do you want to see if you have what it takes, even if your name isn't Tim? Then why not check out the Timothy Sykes Trading Challenge, where you can be personally mentored by these guys and other successful traders. If you're interested, and if you have what it takes, go to timothysykes.com and let them know that you want to work directly with Tim Sykes today. One one of the important things is, he says he went from kind of 3K to 100K. But, I mean, and that's that's crazy. He was going from making 1,500 and 5,000 to all of a sudden making 100K in a trade. But I mean, how do you kind of, how do you, how, how did you manage to size up from the small trades to the bigger trades? And, and how did you handle that was something that struck me. Well, I think the biggest key was size. And, and this is something that's so often overlooked is once you get to the point where you're trading size, you know, more than a hundred shares or 500 shares or a thousand shares, you then need to start looking to scale into trades. You know, it is, it's an evolution as a trader. A lot of you guys that are listening are probably used to saying, okay, I got a $1,000 account. I got a $2,000 account. 
I'm all in, I'm all out. And especially under the PDT, you kind of get, you kind of get trained to trade that way. But the biggest thing you need to do once you get that consistency is now you're adding the winners. Um, you're scaling in. So you're start out with a thousand shares. Say you short at 16, the stock breaks 1550. You add another thousand shares. You're adding to that winner. Or if you're buying, you buy that breakout. Maybe you start with a thousand shares. It breaks another key level. You're adding size to a winner. That is how you scale in. And that's how you get those bigger wins, but you can't get there until you're consistent. Don't even think about scaling into a trade until you're consistent so like one thing i like i have done like all kinds of blog posts and videos on all of those losses but like one thing i don't think i talk about enough with that is like there was literally like a 12 month period of time like i I, like pull this up on profitly and like i think it was like i can't remember the months now but like i could take a 12 month chunk of time and i was break even right like so for basically 12 months i made no money and at this point, you know, how far into my career am I? Like, I, at that point, I was already considered one of the more successful traders. Sure. This is 12 months of struggles. Like, that's a year. So, um, I mean, you, you're always adapting. You're always learning. And you right. can't get comfortable. Like, yeah. you, you've got to just always keep the good habits and keep on pushing forward, I guess. Yeah. If you're not so, growing, you're dying. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I totally agree. And, and what I always say you know, and as Tim mentioned, and that was one of my main questions I want to ask is, you know, I think, I mean, I, I couldn't do it, but I think you can, it can still be done to turn 1500 into 6 million. I look at what Roland Wolf accomplished. I mean, if I remember back 4,000 to 400,000 in like, don't, don't quote me on this, like four or five months, it can be done. But what I always want to talk about, why we call it the steady trade podcast is, have realistic expectations. Be inspired by Tim. Be inspired by Ducks. Be inspired by Rowan. But don't hold yourself to that standard because that's that's a that's a tough standard to hold yourself up to. Concentrate on tracking your trades. Concentrate on getting better. And concentrate on just making profitable trades. It's cool to see somebody post a hundred grand and you want that hundred grand. Trust me, I do too. But your goal as a new trader is green trades. When you see green, you take those trades. Because that's how you build your account and you stay in the game. Yeah, on that topic, um, one thing that I kind of struggled with early in my career, um, and at this point, you know, I'm a successful trader. I'm in my growth phase. Like, I'm finally feeling like I kind of made it. But I'd be seeing these profit and losses of other traders on Twitter. Or, like, you know, the, the guys making their watch lists, and whose watch lists I'm reading every night. And, and their numbers dwarf mine. Yep. And I'm feeling, like, an incredible amount of envy towards that. <laughs> like, like, it's just noise, though. Like, right. you got you, like you got to block that out and focus on your own process because that stuff gets toxic. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's kind of like what mentally sets you up for that next mistake because you're like, okay, like, great, my account's growing, but I didn't make three grand today like this guy did. And then next thing you know, you're in this bigger position size than you normally play the next day. You're kind of forcing something because you want to make something happen. And right. you, you want to be that good and you're just not ready yet. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I, I go off on Twitter so much is because these guys, you know, short the front side of the move, short day one, post these ridiculous profits, and they're not taking into consideration that some guy with a $1,500 account is the one reading that tweet. I mean, it's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I always joke, Paul Tudor Jones isn't reading your tweets. You know, Warren Buffett ain't reading your tweets, okay? It's the small trader that 
suddenly finds out that these stocks go up straight up and straight down, well, he can't ride out that run like you can. So that's why I was complaining yeah. so much. <laughs> well, and for a while, I was that guy. I was like, there, there was definitely a span of time where on Twitter I was posting my profit loss every day. And, uh, but I kind of realized it was like just kind of useless. Right. It's, like, it's like you don't know the emotions I went through in that trade. You don't know how much I might have been down on realizing that one point That's the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, like guys were saying, like, oh, they like it because it's inspiring, but like it still kind of paints an unrealistic picture. Like, you. Yeah, you, just, you, can, you can make, I mean, especially with Tim, I mean, he trades, trades big size. I mean, you can make 50000 but if it's a shitty trade, he could have been down 200 on that trade. You know? yeah. Just because he made fifty grand doesn't make it a good trade. You know? yeah. no, I mean, <laughs> maybe if you're like posting a chart with it and like, right. all your entries and exits and talking a little bit about like, the psychology that was going on during that trade, then it becomes like a more useful thing. But, like, uh, but yeah, the numbers by themselves are meaningless. Yeah. One of the other points that he was talking about was he was saying, I would make kind of 1000 bucks or 2000 bucks, and then I'd look at someone else who was up like ten grand. And what I thought was interesting about that is, is he was saying that all that stuff is just noise. That was the line that he's just used. All that stuff is just noise. And I think what's really interesting about that is it's true that you can only take what the market gives you and you can't kind of trade other people's patterns. You can only trade uh, your pattern. And it was something that Sykes said to me a while back as well. You can't force success. It happens when it happens. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot, whether on the podcast or uh, past uh, one of the topics for a lot of my uh, presentations at a lot of the penny stocking conferences was exactly that. Um, Twitter's great. Chat rooms are great. They're a resource and they're great for say spotting a ticker. Maybe you, maybe you didn't see this thing. You know, maybe he's like, somebody's like, Hey, this day five runner is breaking down and you're like, Ooh, I forgot about that. But, that is the extent of, of what you use alert services for. That's the extent of what you use chat rooms, Twitter for is it has to be your trade and you can say, Oh, I'm not, I'm not affected by what these people are saying, but I'm telling you, I do it. Everybody does it. You know, you see all these big name guys bashing a stock, all of a sudden you're short and, and it wasn't on your scan. Wasn't your plan. You have to own your trade. <laughs> Exactly. And, and the, the funny thing about that is, and, and the one rule that I should really have, and I probably after I take this last, I will have it. And it's if you've tracked data on it, if you've seen it over and over and over, if you know every kind of variable of it, then take it with big size because you know exactly when the get out point is. Yeah. But if it's, if it's on instinct, if it's what someone else said, if it just looks good, then take it on small size because you have no idea when that turning point is and if you get wrapped up emotionally in it like for me with certain uh, uh, stocks like i know if it does this i've got to get out yep because that's like the best likely exit i can take but with other stocks you, you start thinking mind games are oh, it should come down and it's up too much this that and the other and before you know it, it's a big loss and, and you can and again you ultimately only we can see inside our heads but i've been you know i've been there I'm, you know, recently, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at this stock and I'm like, well, this guy says this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to let my stop slide a little bit because he's so confident and, exactly. you know, and, and, and that's why it's best, you know, it's best just to shut all that stuff off. And especially if you find yourself doing that now, it's different if, and, and here's the delineation. And I, I, I sometimes struggle to kind of explain this, but you know, it's different if you're like, okay, H-E-A-R, 
I want to short this if it's red on the day. It's it's three weeks into a run, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you see guys on Twitter chat room confirming your bias. You know, in this situation, confirmation bias is a good thing. That's a little different. But if you show up like Steven does, you know, hungover, barely awake, and you're like, oh, I need something to trade today, and you see some, and I mean, that will never work. Use it to confirm your bias. Use it as part of your plan. But unless it's your idea, unless it's your plan, avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah, and it goes back to that old thing as well as use chat rooms as ideas of stocks that could be good plays. And then make your own judgment, look at them and think, yeah, I really like that. But this is my plan. I'm not taking your plan. I don't even want to hear your plan. I just yep. want to hear the ticker for me. Uh, your trades you're making now, shorting yeah. jump, shorting day one runners and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's alluring to new traders. Right. Is it feasible for new traders? Kind of in the time, you know, with, with, with the situation with borrows and low yeah. kids and stuff like that. Because I get asked a lot. You know, yeah. the, the, I get asked. I'm like, hey, you know, I saw this guy short this stock that went from one to three and back to 150. But I always say, yeah, but can your broker get the borrow? Could you have gotten I definitely want to say that, like, even now, like, being fully established, having all the brokers I think that are the best for locates, there are still, like, at least a third of the time I can't get a locate. Yeah. Um, and for small accounts, and how many brokers you come up with? Mo- uh, five, six. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and most most of the brokers I get the locates at are thirty k minimums. Yeah. Um, the like I, I think about it a lot. Like if I started again with like two thousand dollars tomorrow, what would I do? And like I I don't even know what the option would be for shorting. Like sure trader. Like I, I I haven't used them in three or four years. I hear all kinds of awful shit about them. Like I. I know that they cause a lot of people frustration. Like, I, I don't know if I'd just be, like, forced into that. Because, right. like, every now and then, like, I'll hear someone say, like, oh, sure, Trader has a borrow on this, and I'll be kind of surprised. Right. So, like, but at the same time, I don't want to recommend them because, like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what's going on over there. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's one thing to keep in consideration, you know, what, what Tim said there. He's got five accounts. All of them, or, or the majority of them, have 30,000 minimums. So he's still missing a borrow 30% of the time, roughly, with five $30,000 minimum accounts. So, and again, I'm not bashing short time. I love shorting. I, I was, it's, just, it's a definite problem. Exactly. As and a, then, as and a then, small guy. As I kind of learned last year, you know, last year I tried to get more patient with my shorts and carry them overnight. And then you're dealing with all kinds of extra charges. Yes. Like the, the locate fees for overnight, the interest you pay, like that stuff can add up if you're not like really careful about making sure you're shorting the most of all the best stuff that will like more than cover those fees. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean like back to like what I would do if I was starting with 2K again. And let, let's say, let's say I just decided sure trader was like too sketchy and I didn't want to be there. I mean, I'd, I'd have to be, at, you know, it'd have to be long strategies, I think. Yeah. Like, the only place I can maybe get a borrow sometimes would be E-Trade. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I, I didn't be primarily focused on longs. I would still be playing breakouts, for sure. Yeah. Like, the listed breakouts, OTC breakouts, I'd be all over every one of those I saw. Um, but the problem is they don't come around that often. Sure. So, you know, you first of all, i got to be really selective with that. But then I'd also have to be, like, studying my ass off trying to, like, get better at my other longs. You know, like I just talked about, I'm struggling with those right now. But, like, I'd... I'd have to figure something out yep. because uh, I, I would want like that second setup to complement it. So now, now we get into the corny questions. Yeah. So yeah. What uh, What are your kind of What are your goals? What do you, What do you? I mean, I always say, you know, I joke. I, I I think with the way 
healthcare is, I think with the way genomics are going, I mean, I plan on living to be 125. That's my minimum. Yeah, yeah. I plan on trading until I'm 124 and three quarters. <laughs> um, it was funny. I filled out a, an IRA form, and part of it was a, a retirement account. They forced you to pick your retirement date. And I'm like, what? no. Wow. You know, just, just so it could give you the little graph. Yeah. Right? But it wouldn't let me buy it. So I'm like, I typed in 99, and it wouldn't take it. I'm like, fine, I'll retire at 90. Let me put type in 90. Yeah. But I don't plan on retiring at 90. So so do you plan on trading for the rest of your life? Kind of what, what are your goals? What do you what do you want to do? Um I want to scale it back. Okay. Honestly. Like that that's been very much on my mind lately. Um, because I'm I'm very like black and white when it comes to it. Like I'm either in or I'm out. You know what I mean? Like I'm either I'm either taking the day off or I'm like in front of it all day. Right. And when I try to do anything in between, I just kind of feel like I'm sloppy or I lose something from it, and I just I don't like trading like that. But I need to I need to get better at that because you burn out. You know, it's it's unhealthy. Like I mean, I I had two of the best months of my career at the end of last year, and then like I had to get away from it for a couple of months because I was like I, I just feel so fried. Right. Um. So I, I'd love to find a way to do it a little more part time. Okay. Um. Just just because I don't want to feel like I'm a slave to it. Like there's got to be that in between because sure. at one end it's like an awesome fun challenge, right? But you don't want it to suck up like three quarters of your day every <laughs> day. So, so do you have like other business interests, or, or what do you what do you what do you, you know? Do? I want, what, I want, what would you do if you weren't trading? So, if I wasn't trading at all, you know, I don't really know. Okay, <laughs> I, I've been I've been getting back to trying to do like self education on a variety of other topics lately. Like I've been reading about like renewable energy stuff, okay. cool. um, trying to study like physics a bit, engineering a bit. Now I'm looking into coding a little bit. Like I'm just kind of bouncing all over the place, kind of trying to see like what speaks to me. Because yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great point too. Is is I, I call it the growth mindset. You know, and when we talked about that earlier, notice how Tim has made six million in trading, but yet he's still trying to learn other shit. You know, I mean, I'm same way. I got I got way too many hobbies. Read books like crazy. I mean, have that growth mindset because that will translate to trading. You know, you oh, have to so be that. naturally curious. You have to want to get better because if you're complacent, man, the market will, will probably turn you into mulch or something. So. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, like, I I want to, like, figure out more passive income streams, too. Like, I've got, like, a rental house right yep, now. Right. Like, maybe, maybe a few more rentals would be good. But, like, uh, yeah, branching out in that direction a little bit, just finding, you know, a few more passive income streams to, like, really take the pressure off would be nice. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, like, I, I don't know, just, like, kind of just find the next challenge, find the next project to work on. Cool. And, you know, kind of let trading get in the back seat a little bit, like, where I'm not quite as focused on it, but, like, I'm still there for the best stuff. Right. Yeah. So what would you, Tim Gratani of today, how old are you, 31? 29. 29. All right, I was trying to make you older. So <laughs> trying to make, he's oh, younger, oh, he's oh, younger yeah. than me too. He's 15 years younger than me. I can't win with this guy. But what would you tell your 23-year-old self if you could? You know, go back to that first penny stocking conference. First penny stocking conference. Bright-eyed Tim Gratani, welcome to the world of trading in Las Vegas. What would you tell him? Um... Oh boy! <laughs> about trading specifically? Anything about life trading? Yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anyway, what, what would you tell? I mean, trading wise, I would definitely just say like you know, stay curious about new setups and new things. Like um, because if I hadn't at that time, when promoters died, I probably would have died with right. it. Um, so like that, that again, that just 
constant growth, um, so important. I would have probably just kind of micromanaged myself and been like, don't slack off. Right. Um, as far as life, I mean, I'd, I'd probably just tell myself, like, you know, make sure you can, like, step away and enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. Like, don't don't let yourself get so slave to it because I think I've kind of conditioned myself to that, like, where I'll, I'll go on a vacation and I'm still spending way too much time on my screen. Guilty. And, yeah, and it takes it takes time. Like, I eventually kind of detach from that, but, it, like, it takes a few days at least. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've never liked that side of it where I just can't mentally get away. So I think early on especially, I try to tell myself, like, uh, you know, Give yourself a chance to relax sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the beauty of the markets is there's always something interesting. There's always yeah. a new play. There's always something going on, but it is for sure a double-edged sword. I mean, there's mm-hmm. days. I mean, I have a standing desk, but there's days it's like, I, like I haven't left this two-foot circle in like yeah. six hours, and I'm, it might not even be a trade. Like, why am I sitting here waiting for something to happen? Right. So that, that detachment is for sure important. Yeah, I, th- I think the most successfully I've ever detached was uh, the first time we went to Puerto Rico on vacation. And we were there for like a month. But like the system I was kind of in then was like I would like run my scanner at night, just see does anything on this scanner jump out at me as extraordinary. Right. And if the answer was no, I didn't even look the next morning. Perfect. Like I was just like, that's it. Like nothing, nothing showed up. That's, that's fine. And it happened to be a really slow month. So, like, I, I think I went all month without, like, even really looking at the market during market hours once. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think I'd like to find something kind of like that again. Um, get myself into a habit along those lines where that way I'm only showing up for the best things. I'm not wasting time, you know, sitting, doing nothing for three hours during the midday lull. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, I've always, you know, and again, a lot of you listening probably see my bio, so... I was always the part-time penny stock trader for years and years and years and sold my business and got into full-time at that point. And one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast, one of the reasons I'm working with Stocks to Trade is it's like, whoa, it, it's, it's, it's different, you know, and, and you end up chained to that computer. And it's, it's important, I think, to have some interest outside of that, that exactly like that, when you're like, hey, there's, there's, some, you know, there's always a trade. There's always something to trade. But if you're like, man, there's just nothing fit in my niche, it's time to go do whatever or work on my side hustle, you know, work on my book or, or whatever it is or, you know, studying renewable energy, you know, have that yeah. detachment and be willing to say to yourself, these are my parameters, these don't fit, I'm doing something else. Yeah, and I'm sure you've talked about this before, but another thing that like really helps outside of market hours is exercise. Oh, yeah. Like I, I haven't been able to do much of that lately, like with the living on the road lifestyle. But like I, when I lived in Colorado, I loved the groove I was in. Like we're yeah. training during the day, and then you know I'm in a softball league, I'm in a basketball league. You know I've almost always got a rec sport to do, like a couple days a week, and then I'm also going to the gym. So yeah. like. And that was also, like, I felt like I was trading my best almost. Like, because that, that was when I was, like, kind of rebuilding myself from the uh, 12-month period of, like... That's when your arms were a lot bigger, too. Yeah, that's right. I was, I was huge back then. I'm tweaking in. But, yeah, it, uh, it was... That, that discipline for working out carries over. It really does. Well, and I think, you know, and, and I, I read a lot of books and a lot of this uh, uh, stuff that is... Like, we can just... Let's just restart yeah, I love that. I'll do it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll start. I'll pick up right there. Normal. I'll just get out to get a quick peek at my. Yep. Honey, it cracks a little. I'm good. Okay. Oh, only a little. But we're, and we're almost done. I'll just pick up. Oh, it's no rush. No rush. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I got it now. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I've always said, and you know, I read a lot of books and a lot of that whatever mumbo jumbo stuff. But I totally believe that that you know the the brain's an organ, it's part of the body, and, and the body feeds the mind. And man, if you're if you're eating crap, you're staying up late, you're not exercising. They're easy because all you do is click a mouse. But man, you're burning calories. I mean, there's days at four oh five. It's freaking nap time, man. And that's oh, that's yeah. you're you're burning energy. And the only way to have that energy is is to take care of yourself. And I think that's huge. And the discipline aspect. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah. And if you're lazy in life, you'll probably be lazy in your trading. Yeah. So, well, Tim, thank you. It's been good thank stuff. Thank you for having yep. me. So, um, as always. Make sure to submit your questions below um, in the comments on YouTube, wherever you're seeing this. Put them on iTunes if you get it there. Um, we'll for sure have Tim back again, so we would love to have your questions. Hit them with us, and thanks again, Tim. Thanks for coming on, man. So. The, the last point was, uh, it was Tim Grittani, and, and you were saying, and which was interesting, you were saying, if you could start over in the current market, would you be able to do it as fast? And, and would you be able to do it kind of again? And what would you do? Because the multi-day uh, pump and dumps aren't there anymore. Or the pump and dumps, which become obviously multi-day breakouts, aren't there anymore. Uh, shorting isn't as easy. There's not as many borrowers around. So, so how would you kind of do it? And I just wanted to make the point of you were saying, because he was saying, should, should I use kind of short trader? He's like, I really don't want to recommend anyone use the short trader. I just wanted to add that for non-US people, I mean, obviously Trade Zero is there. Uh, Trade Zero is a broker. I'm not confirming them, but I, I know a lot of people that use them and they have good borrowers. Yeah, and, and, yeah and again, it's yeah, and, and good point. I'd forgotten about them. Um, you know, we don't endorse, you know, do your due diligence. We're not recommending anything here. But yeah, I, I have heard as well as you that for non-US, that Trade Zero um, has a pretty good rep- reputation, so... Yeah, and uh, the last the last point was just kind of final thoughts on it, and uh, and yeah, just an incredibly incredibly humble guy. Uh, probably the what struck me the most, and it's only because I've seen hours and hours and hours and hours of webinars by him. But what stood out the most was when he said, "I'm nearly getting it." He yeah. said, and that that was that was the moment of the whole interview for me. And he and he didn't even mean to say it. He didn't even realize what he was saying. Uh, he was just saying, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm getting there. And, and that kind of humble attitude is the most important thing that, that you kind of need in the market to never get overconfident. Because when you get overconfident, the losses come. I think, you know, in, in my opinion, if there is one takeaway from this podcast to you, the listener, and again, I, I, I try not to swear too much, but I tell you, it is no fucking coincidence that the arguably the greatest low price stock trader in the world ever is also the nicest, most fucking humble guy you'll ever meet. It is no coincidence. So in this situation, the number one take takeaway is that old adage, just stay humble or the market will humble you. And I think that's the number one takeaway from this. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron, from New York City, and I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win 
real, actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in New York City. Ha, 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 ha